You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. And welcome to a somewhat special episode of Cinematic Blind Spot. We are doing our own review thing like we usually do, but uh, we're doing a movie we weren't initially planning on doing, but um, felt like it was worth talking about. So I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And today we are talking about the film that kind of shocked everyone at the Oscars this year, and that is Parasite from director Bong Joon-ho, which I did not realize until I actually went back and watched the trailer after I finished watching the movie, and I then that's when the trailer reminded me, oh, this was the guy who directed Snowpiercer. Still haven't seen that. I feel like I, I started you, it at some thought, point. Yeah, okay, I thought you said you watched it one time. Yeah, I, and it could be I watched it. I, th- I probably fell asleep on it or something and didn't go back to it. I have seen The Host that he directed. The Host. Yeah, it actually has the main actor from this movie played the dad of the family as the star in that one as well. Okay. I don't think I've seen The Host. <clears throat> More of a creature in the water flit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, we before we get started on Parasite, we wanted to talk a little bit about the Oscars because we had made our Oscar predictions and... Some of them were right, and some of them were not right. No, no. Yeah, because I, I wrote some of these down just so we would have it. Like, Parasite itself, mm-hmm. Best Director, Original Screenplay, Best Picture, Best Foreign Film. Uh-huh. Which, if you remember, after I watched Parasite the first time, I texted you and said, if Tarantino doesn't win Screenplay, Parasite should. Uh-huh. And so, it did. And it did win that. So that was a good call. So once upon a time in Hollywood, obviously Brad Pitt was the shoe in, and he won. Mm-hmm. The only other Oscar it won, production design. Really? That's it. Huh. <clears throat> and you look at a movie like Joker. It won Best Actor, like we said, mm-hmm. and it also won Best Score, but it didn't pick up anything else. Yeah. Well, and I remember saying like that was a great movie, but I don't think it was a Best Picture quality kind of movie. Um. So yeah, I could I could see that coming. I honestly thought that, that the, the best picture race was going to be down between 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I did as well. So I, it's, one, it's one of these years, like you said, such a great year for movies. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering what it's going to be like in the next 15 years when we look back on this year. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, I think it was 94 when Forrest Gump won best picture. How many people regret that decision? Yeah, I... I feel like that movie gets some undeserved hate. It but probably does, but is it really a... Compare that to Shawshank Redemption. I mean, obviously, I have Shawshank in my top two movies. So right. Obviously, right. I'm so. going Shawshank, but <laughs> I also have Forrest Gump in my top ten, so I just think that's a strong year for movies as well. Yeah. So. Well, I know, um, like, last year, I don't know if I... I'm not sure how many of the movies I saw that were nominated for Best Picture. I don't know. I think... I didn't see Green Book until after it won. Yeah, I still haven't seen Green Book. Uh, let's see. Stars Born, I haven't, I haven't seen. seen that. Black Klansman. Have, I want to see that. I, I do want to see that. I do want to see that. I did see, see Black Panther. I don't think it deserved to be nominated. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even see that. Vice, didn't see that. I saw Vice, and of course I, I slept through part of it because I was on a plane, so I can't really say anything about that. Oh, okay. I mean, Christian Bale was awesome, as he usually is, but um, but yeah. 
So, yeah, Parasite kind of shocked a lot of people, I think. It definitely shocked me. I was not expecting it. Um, there was a guy on YouTube who accidentally went the wrong kind of viral, because when it won not only Best Foreign Picture, but Best Picture, he lost his mind. <laughs> I think I showed you the video. Yeah, He's you did. On this, he, he, he did say he was drunk. I'll give him that. But he was on there. This is the United States of motherfucking America. How are we going to have a foreign picture winner? Best picture. Blah, 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 blah. And he went the wrong kind of viral. He had like 276,000 views on that video last time I checked. And most of them had a, most of the, the, the thumbs down. There were, there were more, th- way more thumbs down than thumbs up. I can see that. I can see that too. Cause I mean, because how many times do American films win Best Picture in other categories, in other countries? Yeah, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure they do. Because we're the biggest producer. We're, we're ho- you know, we've got Hollywood. That's, that is just <clears throat> synonymous with <laughs> right with, uh, with movie making. So, I'm, yeah. So, I do wonder if they're going to, like, reevaluate and say, you can either enter your movie into Best Foreign Film, mm-hmm. or if we choose it for Best Picture, you can choose that. Right. And not do both. I don't know if that'll be a thing or not. I wonder if they'll think that about that. I don't know. I don't know if... Um, I mean, so much of the Oscars, I think, is kind of bullshit anyways, because it's... So much of it is, like, political um, positioning. You know, it's... I, I, I wonder... Exa- I wonder really, like, honestly, how many movies win, win Oscars that really deserve them. Or is it because someone schmoozed more because like i saw a thing on it was it was an episode of adam ruins everything different adam not me <laughs> adam conover adam conover was that his name i don't know i, know I think that's up, his but name. I don't know his name uh but he was talking about just how much how how much gifts and like things get sent out during award seasons saying we'd like you to to uh to uh, cons- consider our movie for your for your uh, uh um Jeez Louise, I can't think right now. We would like you to consider our movie for your for your award. And here's an iPad, too. Totally unrelated, but here's an <laughs> iPad. So I wonder, though, if that would be true. Like, I know Marvel doesn't always maybe make a big push. Mm-hmm. But they made a big push with Black Panther, and it still didn't win. Yeah. Like, they got it got to the nomination, but they had more money than any of those other ones. Because all those true. others are smaller movies, and Marvel's got all the money in the world. That is true. <clears throat> so. Who knows? Have you seen any other movies directed by Bong Joon-ho? No, just the host. Okay. Yeah. All, all I have seen is, uh, like I said, all I've seen is Snowpiercer. That was, uh, it was it was funny because it was kind of a similar story, a similar, I mean, not, not a similar story, but a similar idea. It was all about, you know, the people who are, you know, poor and destitute, and then the people who are just opulent wealth and completely oblivious to... The people who live on the back of the train, basically, you know, oh, the front okay. of the train, the right. front of Snowpiercer, that's where all the rich people live, and the back of Snowpiercer, that's where all the poor people live. Definitely need to go back and revisit that. <clears throat> I might need to do that, too. It's got, uh... It's Chris uh, Evans, yeah, isn't it? Chris Evans. I thought he was in I, was, I almost said Chris Hemsworth. I'm like, no, it's the other Chris from the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's, he's got some serious acting chops. He's not just Captain America. Captain America. He's pretty good. So obviously, this being the best picture winner, it has got some great um, ratings from uh, Rotten Tomatoes on the critic score. It's got ninety nine percent, and the audience it is sitting at ninety one percent. 
What did you find for a budget on this? I one? didn't actually find one. On okay, this, I so. couldn't find one either. But it worldwide grossed two hundred and five million dollars. Um, oh, that's pretty go. impressive. Now we this this is it. T- it took me so long to figure out like characters and their names because it's in a foreign language. I'm 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 busy reading subtitles, but it. What what oh man where where was the quote from uh, from Bong Joon Ho about subtitles? Uh, let me see if I can. That find he did it. the Golden Globes. Yeah. I can't remember the exact quote. I know what you got it. I know what uh, it. I know I can paraphrase it. Yes, let's see. Um, once you overcome the one inch tall barrier of subtitle, you will be introduced to so many more amazing films. And and you know me and my stance on subtitles. I would happily, and yours is the same. I would happily read subtitles than listen to a bad English dub. Absolutely. And it's it's not even that the like like still I you know whenever I watch anime I prefer it in Japanese because to me English just does not sound natural the way that a lot of these voice actors do it. And um, one of the voice actor blogs or one of the voiceover blogs I follow on um, on Twitter, they asked the question like would would Parasite be as good if it was English dub, and I honestly don't think it would. No, I don't not think so only, either. I mean, especially if it's a live action dub, you're sitting there the whole time going, uh, their mouths aren't matching their words. Right. And that, that, that just makes it so much more, so much more, uh, um, conf- not, not, not confusing, but distracting. I was going to say, yeah, it's a big distraction. Yeah. It's a huge distraction. No, it's like, you know, back when we did our best of the decade, I put the raid too. Mm-hmm. The first time I'd seen that was a bootleg with a bad English dub, and I didn't even really like that movie that much. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This isn't nowhere near as good as the first raid." Yeah. But when it came out, I bought it on Blu-ray, and I, I watched it again in the original language with subtitles, and I love that movie. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it it's that big of a difference, and I know, especially. We as Americans, yeah, we don't we don't want to read. No, we don't like reading subtitles, and I think that's really <clears throat> sad. That's why we get so many shitty American remakes of good foreign films, like Old Boy, starring Josh Brolin. Yes, I th- I had to laugh so hard one time. I saw I saw it was um it was a bootleg of that of that Old Boy, and you know how they'll just take like the accolades and stick it on the on the front right. cover. Well, when they made this bootleg, they took an accolade that said a pointless subpar remake. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what you want on the front of your video. This is the best we could find. <laughs> <laughs> it probably beats. Do not watch this movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's terrible. So this is a story. Parasite is a story of two families. You have the Kim family with a mother, father, son, and daughter, and the Park family with a mother, father, son, and daughter. Uh, the I I eventually just started like calling the the mother and father Mrs. Mister or Mrs. Kim or Mister Mrs. Park. Um, it's a it's a little confusing because the, the Kim the son of Ki Woo his name is Ki Woo of the Kim family. They call him Kevin. Kevin. And I see I called him Kevin and I call her Jessica. Okay, because I was, was calling her by for... their regular name. So <clears throat> I guess we'll okay. They we'll go by those that. so many so right. much in the movie. I was like, it's gonna be easier to keep up with that. True. Because what was the daughter's name? I do remember Ki Woo. Uh, Ki Jung. Ki Jung. Okay. Ki Jung. Um, Plus, I have a much harder time saying these names than you do. <laughs> uh, well, just... I mean, I, 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 Korean is a very different language from Japanese. I've, I've, I, I can maybe, I could, I could, I could pick out a few things right. that, that sounded similar to Japanese, but it's still very different. Um, 
I think you just have a better ear though for picking up on it quicker than I, I do might. anyway. Who, so. I might. Who knows? Um. So okay, we have Mr. and Mrs. Kim, and then we have Kevin and Jessica. Then we have the Park family, who the father, Mr. and Mrs. Park, yep. and then we have the daughter, Dahai. That's how. Okay, that's. How, I thought that's how you said it. Yeah, Dahai and their son, Dasong. See, I'm I'm seeing like. I know in some Asian cultures, like like here, when, when mother and father get married and have kids, you know, the mother takes the, the father's name when they get married normally, and then the kids will have that name too. Well, I think in some Asian cultures, China, Japan, I don't know if it's in Japan, but um, in Korea, you actually, um, you, the children, the, the, the wife keeps her name, but then the children will take the father's name. So that's why, that's why the mother... Um, like the mother in the Kim family, her name does not have key in it. It's her name is Chung Suk. Oh, okay. And then in the Park family, her mother, uh, they, she does not have duh in her name. Her name is Young Kyo. Oh, so hmm. that's why I just called them Mr. and Mrs. Park. Yes. Just, just to avoid confusion. I, I, that's what I called them as well. I okay. didn't notice that, but I, that's what I called them. So you went into this movie without having seen any previews for it or anything? No, I had only seen that poster where the guy standing outside with the black across the his black line. Bar, black and bar I hadn't even looked at it closely to mm-hmm. see that there's no, there's more inside as well. Yeah. I hadn't even noticed that. I, just... I haven't. I, haven't. I, um, I <clears> did <throat> watch, I think, uh, Chris Stuckman. I watched his review of it. Because, you know, I mean, we, we don't get, the, the area of the country we live in, we don't get foreign films like this. I no. mean, they might have shown it since it was an Oscar nominee, but normally we don't get movies like this on the first run. Um, but this opening shot was really pretty cool. Just, I mean, it, it, it is a shot of a window that you can tell is on street level. And then hanging there by the window is one of these little... I, I used to have one of these hanging in my apartment when I lived in Japan. It's, it's a little clothes hanging thing. You can hang your clothes and let it dry because I'm guessing they don't have dryers over there either. I know I didn't. Right, like so. in Japan, like people used to ask me, like, what's the creature comfort from the U.S. you miss the most? And I would almost always say a dryer. Because <laughs> I hated having to hang my clothes outside and then it started raining. Shit like that. So, um, Kevin is on the phone and he's complaining that there's no more free Wi-Fi. Someone has put a password on the Wi-Fi that they were using. Then their phones are shut off. So so they so they can't use their phones at all. No. And you know these are smartphones, this is modern day. So he is like running around this little sub basement or part basement apartment trying to see if he could find another uh, another Wi-Fi source and eventually finds one. It's like, Oh, they must've opened up a new cafe or something. Right. But it was weird because he had to climb up on this ledge, like yeah, up like in the, the bathroom. I had where... never seen that before in the bathroom. There's like a little stair leading up to the toilet. I'm like, I had never seen that before. Ever. It was like the toilet was kind of up above. Like I-, I couldn't tell how far, how high up it was, but I'd never seen that before. Okay. I guess yeah. maybe just plumbing wise, you don't want, you don't want your toilet to be lower than other pipes. Or yeah, because like you said, they live in what they call what semi basement. Semi basement, or yeah, yeah, half basement, semi basement, something like that. Yeah. So, this whole family is living in this tiny little apartment, and nobody is working at the moment. Or the whole family is right now. They are folding pizza boxes for a rest for a pizza restaurant. This this scene blew my mind when I watched this. Really. 
because not because well it is strange to me that they like outsource like a third party do folding pizza boxes because uh-huh. i've been in pizza places at least here where it's just constantly you see them just sitting there folding pizza boxes in the back right but no when this exterminator comes by oh yeah this guy <clears throat> this guy comes by he's what he's he's <clears throat> excuse me he is it's like you got a, a leaf blower or something and it's just blowing Blowing around the city because all over the place. Because yeah. in their apartment, we see while he's looking for the Wi-Fi stink bugs. Yeah, he's, like all over the place. That's, he calls them stink. That's bugs. what he calls them. Yeah. yeah, he calls them stink bugs. But I, um, I, I think I have seen those here in the states, and I call them something else. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we used to call them camel crickets, actually. Oh. Um, but but then they they see this guy coming down the street blowing this this pest killer everywhere. Yeah. And they're like, should we should we close the windows because the windows are open? I'm like, no, no, we'll leave the windows. Mr. Open. Kim's like, no, no, yeah, we can get it for free. We'll get a free extermination. Extermination. Thing. So they're sitting there trying to fold pizza boxes while all of this pesticide is wafting into there, like clouds of it yes. wafting into their house. And I'm going, oh my, all these pizzas are going to go in these boxes that have this on there. Yeah, it's crazy. But and and. At, at this point, I had the thought, I'm watching this on someone else's voodoo account. <laughs> <laughs> what does that make me? Am I a parasite, too? <laughs> <laughs> so now, you know, then they then they have to actually give all their pizza boxes to the, this lady from the pizza place. And she's not happy because one in every four of them aren't folded properly or something. Now, now um, Kevin offers to work for the pizza place as their new box folder... Since their other worker disappeared, they had a part-time, you know, part-time someone to just sit there and fold boxes, I guess. And he is, he's offering to do that. So now they have, they have money for phones and Wi-Fi again. And it's, it's, it's like getting, it's not even dark. It's like evening. Like the, the sun is still going down and there's a guy outside their apartment who is just drunk off his ass. Yeah. <clears throat> and... <laughs> now this guy pulls up on a moped. His, we find out his name is Min, and yeah. yells at him to stop. Min is like a friend of Kevin's, I guess. I don't know how they knew each other. Maybe they were friends in school or something. I think so. I think um, that's what that's the way they make it. And Min has brought a gift to the Kim family, some kind of special rock sculpture. Yeah, they call it a landscape stone. Yeah, a landscape stone um, from his grandfather, and it is said to bring material wealth to families. Now, Kevin and Min are out sharing a drink, and his parents are just out of work. Both of his parents are unemployed, and his sister isn't taking lessons or going to school or anything. He isn't going to school, although I think he's tried to get into university several times and has failed. So Min shows Kevin a photo of a girl on his phone, and he says he is tutoring this girl. And teaching I, her English. Yeah, teaching her English. Yes. And I guess um, he is going to study abroad somewhere. He's leaving. He's right. going somewhere. So he asks Kevin to tutor her while he's studying abroad. He says he plans to ask her out once once she's in university. Yeah. So, and and I made a point because he he says he doesn't trust any of his other college friends not to try to hit on her. Oh. That is that is his point he makes. That's why he's wanting to ask Kevin specifically. Well, he, was he trusts man. Kevin. That's why <laughs> like we were talking about this and you were talking about he's the most honest person. I'm like he's yeah. still got his flaws he's that we'll talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you that. So, now apparently Kevin is really good in English. So, men thinks he would be a good English tutor. So, and he tells him don't worry. 
The mom is simple. Yeah, she is simple. She is gullible. I think I think they call her gullible. He says simple. Oh, he says simple. They they say gullible. Mr. Kim says gullible later mm-hmm. because I made a point because they he keeps he kept saying simple. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought that meant like mentally challenged or something. But no, did, she's just kind too. of an airhead. But yeah, it's mostly gullible. That's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Of, yeah, she's pretty much just an airhead. Um, and 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 Kevin's like, I don't even have a a college degree. I don't have any of that. And he's and. I forget where they mentioned it earlier, but something about his sister, Jessica, being a good artist. Yes. So Jessica is at... So now they're at a... Th- this is a real thing. This is an internet cafe. Okay. And, where you can go and pay by the hour and use computers. And she is using, I guess, Photoshop to forge him a, I guess, a college diploma. Yes, yes. And... <laughs> His, his his dad said something about oh this is a uh, something about he's like, he's like he's like proud of his daughter for forging these documents. Yes, <laughs> he's like if there's a course in forgery. She, she would ma- be a good major for it or something yeah, like that. Something, something like she that. She should major in forgery. I'm there's like, a oh. couple there's a couple points in this movie where someone says something and I'm kind of like you're uh, you do realize what you're doing here, right? <laughs> so he goes for an interview at this rich girl's house and it is a massive this house is amazing yes it is oh my god if i had jeff bezos's money i would have a house like this um and yes the mother is well he gets there and he's greeted by the uh sir yeah. the, 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 housekeeper. the housekeeper um moon moon guang. moon guang i think is her name yes and of course it's a huge difference from what he is a huge difference from what he is used to. It is there's actual greenery, there's an actual yard, there's trees and stuff everywhere, there's light, there's huge windows. This is a very modern looking house and 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 Moon Guang is going on about how it was designed by some famous architect and she was living there when that architect lived there right. when he left the the Park family came in and she stayed with the Park family. Yeah, so, so she's, she's been, been there, there for years. She's yes. been there for a while. And the mother is supposed to be interviewing or the mother that he's supposed to be interviewing with is like asleep outside. I was going to say, yeah. I thought she might've been like, drunk at first. I thought so too, but I'm like, is she just she's like sleeping on the table. She, yeah. She's got her. She's sitting at this nice table outside and like is leaned over <clears throat> on this little table. Like she's asleep and, and, and Moon Wong just goes over and kind of like claps, claps right, man, really right. hard to wake her up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now the mother wants to sit in on his lesson with her daughter. And this is where we meet the Yes. Now, this was kind of weird, but he he asked, you know, he's he's she's going through her English lessons, her English book, and he asks her, you know, how did you feel about number? I think it was forty four, forty four, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and she was like, yeah, I feel, I feel okay. And then he like takes her hand. At, fir- her at first, at first, you feel like you think he's holding her hand, and the mother kind of like raises up whenever he does that. But yeah, he is taking her yeah. pulse to see if she's lying or not, and he's like, no, no, you don't feel good about that one. So he got the job. Little brother is, and, and, and this is where we meet the, her, um, the little brother of the Park family. His name is The Song. And this kid's dressed like an Indian, and he's shooting arrows, like suction cup arrows all yeah, over the well, house. Yeah, when, when uh, Moon Guang was showing them all over the house, she's like picking up little toy right, arrows right. the whole she's time. Like, like toy arrows stuck to the windows yeah, and stuff the... like that. For some reason, I mean, he, it says he's a Cub Scout, and yes. he, he, he is obsessed with American Indian culture, I guess. And, he's, and now... <laughs> Kevin is looking at one of DeSong's paintings, and it's just a really bizarre-looking face. I mean, it, Kevin thinks it's a it's a chimpanzee at first, and right. she's like, "No, it's a self-portrait." 
So that's when, and and they say they want an art teacher for him. So so Kevin's just like, well, my sister's really good at yeah, art. Yeah, she says all the art teachers they brought in, they don't last. They can't seem to to connect with him. Right. Yes. Right. So now Kevin. No, he doesn't say his sister though. He, oh right, he says he knows somebody. A he friend knows someone of a friend. that studied in Illinois, like Illinois right. State University or something. Right. That he could recommend someone he's never met. Right. He just exactly. knows. Yeah, it's a friend he's of a friend. Friend of a friend. Yeah. Friend of a cousin. Some cousin of a friend. Something like that. Says her name is Jessica. Jessica. So he is bullshitting his, his his a way for his sister to get a job. Right. Which they don't have an art teacher, so like you say, it's not as bad. It's not hurting anyone. Right. right at this point. Right at this point, it's not hurting anyone. So now Kevin is going to teach Dehai, and she says that her brother isn't really a genius. He pretends that so because he can't live a normal life. Because, you know, they think that, that the song is some kind of a savant or something. Just they, they think he's really smart, but she says he's not. Yes. And this is where you get the first time of Kevin already. This has got to be the second lesson. Mm-hmm. He leans over and kisses, and kisses the, high. the high. Yeah. I'm like, so, yeah, I can kind of see your, your, uh, him not being completely. I was like, man, the first thing he said was he didn't want his other friends because he didn't trust them around her. Right. And you've already moved in. Right. So I'm like, Ugh. okay. And then we're going to keep going. So now Jessica has showed up. She's, she's doing her own kind of a, um, interview kind of a thing. She wants to teach the song alone, and his mother is very nervous about that. But like, late... like, but she's forceful about. It. She's like, no, I yeah. do this alone. Yeah, You're gonna like, wait downstairs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, but later, Jessica mentions that she studied art psychology and asks if anything happened to the song in first grade. And his mom just freaks out for a second. She's like. <gasps> I'm like, okay, what happened to this kid? I can't wait to hear this part. Now, now Jessica says that they will need four two-hour sessions a week with a high price. And, you know, she, she's like looking at this self-portrait that 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 uh, the song painted and then looking at stuff he painted for her. Yeah, and like, and oh, the, there's the same mark here in the, cor- and in the here. corner. Yeah. yeah, this thing in the corner, that's a sign of mental trauma or something like that. So she's, she's putting herself out there as like an art therapy teacher. Yep, yep. So now we get to meet Mr. Park and he briefly meets Jessica and then tells his driver to take Jessica home. This guy's got his own personal driver. Yes. That's, that's gotta be nice. He's got money. He does. (laughs) So the driver is like trying to hit on Jessica. He's like trying to ask her exactly what neighborhood she lives in and exactly where her house is. And Jessica's like, just drop me off at the station. I'll be fine. Yep. And then and she, and he just keeps on asking and asking. And he's she, like, my shift's over. I can just take you to your home. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then she finds like, no, I'm meeting, I'm meeting my boyfriend at the station. But then she reaches up her skirt and takes her underwear off. Yes. I was like, what the hell is she doing? So the later the and she Kim, puts them up under the seat. She puts them up under the under the dry, under the uh, the passenger seat in front of her. Because yes. I even made the I was like, so Jessica is the true scam artist here. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, I, but, that's what I, I made that note early on right here. And yes. then obviously this whole this whole family yes. is a, is our our scam artist. The whole one of them. You find out they are good at what they do. Though. <laughs> so now we get a scene in a very. Uh, they call it a driver's cafeteria. Yeah, a driver's cafeteria. I have no idea, and and I have no idea. I've never seen anything like this before. But it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet, and I guess the kids are paying because they're the only ones who have jobs. Right. They got, got money, so now they get to eat a little bit nicer. Yeah, and um, 
uh, Jessica <coughs> mentions something about, hey, Dad, didn't you used to drive a Benz? And he's like, yeah, I drove a Benz when I was a valet, a valet driver. And she's like, and, and they mentioned that that was before or after some restaurant idea. I said he had a cake shop. They, well, they said it had a cake shop and they had one other. I think okay. a, a chicken restaurant, like okay. maybe a fried chicken restaurant. But both of these business endeavors he put out failed. Well, the cake shop stands out in my mind for later, so. Yeah, yes, it does. Um, so Jessica tells her brother that she set a trap in the bins. Yes. And she made up all that stuff about art therapy. Of course. She's like, I just Googled it. Yeah, just Googled it. <laughs> but Mrs. Park is simple. Yes. Gullible, so yeah. she She's bought gullible, in. Simple, yeah. And, and, and Mr. Park does not seem to give a shit about anything that goes on in his house. No, he seems to just be there to make money, and, and the wife controls everything else. I guess. He just brings the money home, it seems I guess. Like. Now, because, yeah, he is in the backseat of his bins now, and he finds Jessica's underwear. And he is disgusted that his driver would bang someone in the back seat where he sits. That, yeah, that's what that, he's That's most... what he's getting at. Yes. Like, he's not worried if he raped somebody. He's not worried about any of that. He's just like, this was in the back seat where I and sit. He's like, why couldn't he do it in his own seat? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, back seat is easier than the front seat if you're going to He wonders do it. if maybe he drugged the woman he was sleeping with because she forgot her underwear, and they decide that they'll just gently let him go. Yeah. They say now, that he's a pervert because he likes it in the car. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> but yeah, they don't want to bring up what actually happened. So yeah, they just find another. Re- and it's always her. Yeah. You find a reason to let him go. Right. You find a reason to let him go. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, they say they'll give him a good severance or something like that, but they'll just find a reason. Yeah. Find an excuse to let him go. So now Mr. Kim can take his place as the family driver because we see, we see Kevin and him at a brand new Benz dealer going over all the features and stuff so of these new be, cars. Yeah. So he knows how to do it. He knows how to work it and how to drive it. This is, and this, I've made the point. This is like the most conniving family of car artists, con artists I have ever seen. Yeah. It's like, well, Kevin took over for a friend. They couldn't find an art teacher. So he introduced his sister, but this is the first time that they're costing someone else a job. Right. Because they need money. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, Mr. Kim is going for a job interview with Mr. Park, and he's driving so well that Mr. Park's coffee doesn't spill a drop the whole way there. Even making turns. Yeah, even making turns. So now... He keeps telling him it's not a test, though. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah. Have you ever seen License to Drive? Have you ever seen License to Drive? I don't think I have. No, that's one of the things, uh, like Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince is in there, and uh-huh. he's the driving instructor. And he has a cup of coffee, he sits there, and that's the whole thing, is it can't spill. Oh, So at the okay. very end of the test, he has to slam on his brake, and it's, it falls over, mm-hmm. but the coffee's empty by that point, so he <laughs> still passes the test. <laughs> <laughs> so now, I mean, you, 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 you've seen them cost one person their job in the, in, the, in the Park family household. You know what's coming next. Kevin and Jessica are scheming to get rid of Moon Wong, the housekeeper. Yes. And yeah, I saw that coming from a mile away, and... Yeah, well, but did you see how? I mean, I did not okay. see how. I mean, this this is pretty brilliant how yeah. they did it. Because Dahai tells Kevin that she is allergic to peaches. That Pe- that, that the housekeeper is allergic like to, to peaches, peaches. right? Yes, because Dahai is like, I want peaches, but we're not allowed to have them in this house because because Moonguang is definite is deathly allergic to them. So they They're like scraping off the peach fuzz. Yeah. So he, he is sitting there with like a razor blade, scraping the peach fuzz off and putting it in this little <laughs> glass vial. And then one day while he's leaving the house, he just kind of walks past her and taps it out. Like, yep. he's, you know, tap, tap, and then just walks on. And 
then the next day and, and just that little bit of peach fuzz you couldn't even see it in the air probably right. all that was enough to set her off so the next day mr park is or mr kim, kim yes. sees her in the hospital and he pre- well he goes there he on goes purpose, there yeah. on purpose yeah. but he pretends later oh i just saw her at the hospital and he's like i was just taking a selfie yeah. for my wife and yeah and like the selfie that? of him is like half of his face yes and he shows this to mrs park and he's like isn't that isn't that your housekeeper there in the hospital He's like, I don't want to start trouble, but if she's sick, there's p- other people in this family. Now, what I thought was crazy was while he's telling this story to Mrs. Park, it cuts to him in his little apartment, literally practicing a script. And that is kind of what made me go, man, this screenplay is amazing. This, they're going over the script and then it's playing out. And I, I thought that scene was amazing. Yeah, because like, because like he he's sitting there acting out, and then and then Kevin's like, "Well, Dad, you need to dial it back a bit. You need to like like he like he's Kevin getting is directing his he's directing his <laughs> yes. dad. I love that scene. That that was great. Yeah. Um, so they so he, Mr. Kim says the house he overheard the housekeeper he, keeper say that she has tuberculosis, and then he's like, "Oh, it's so terrible that she's still working in a house with a child like the song." So now Jessica is at the Park household when Dad is driving back with Mrs. Park, and she sprinkles some more peach dust on the housekeeper, and she starts coughing again. Yeah, because he tells them that they're about to be home, so right, she knows right. to do it right there to get yeah. her coughing. So. And, and she, she throws a tissue in the trash, and this was also genius, because earlier, while they're, while they're scheming, they're eating pizza from the place that they were <laughs> folding boxes for, and they're putting hot sauce on the pizza, and this hot sauce looks just like blood. Right. So he takes one of these packets of hot sauce out of his pocket and squirts it on that napkin, and then holds it up for Mrs. Park to see. So it looks like this poor woman is coughing up blood. So this woman who's been there since they've been there as a family, mm-hmm. and these new people have already, that's showing how gullible she is, that they've already convinced her all these people are bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's, she has to dismiss her because she's sick, but she tells her husband that she quit. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, I don't know why. I don't know, yeah. So, yeah, this is... This, that, that, that may be, like, one of the only plot holes here. I don't know. No, no, I don't think so, because this actually, well... Yeah, I guess it does. But then again, she's taking care of the family. She does everything. Yeah. She came up with the reason the driver quit. He doesn't really question her that much. So. Right. But then, but then, like after after she leaves, or after yeah, after the housekeeper leaves, quote unquote, she, we we see just how inept the mother is at doing any kind of housekeeping or cleaning or anything. She's just terrible at it. And Mr. Park knows this. So, like, but, but before that, though, mm-hmm. when he's talking about the housekeeper, this is when you get your first clue as to what's coming in the second half. Though. Right. Because he, he says, you know, she she never crossed the line. She always did everything perfectly. Her only fault was she was it, she ate too much. It seemed like she was eating for two. Oh, did Holy you not, shit. Did you not catch that? I did not catch that. Yeah, she's, he said, that's what he's telling Mr. Kim while they're driving. He's like, I don't know why she'd quit. She never crossed the line. The only problem is she ate. She, it always seemed like she was eating for two people. Wow. So, yeah, that's your first I, clue as that, to what's okay, coming in yes. the second half. Yes, foreshadowing. And then, course, yes, and then Mr. Kim gives him the business card for the care. Yeah. Because it's showing, like you said, Miss Park going through not being able to handle food. Dishes, yeah, and Mr. Kim, Mr. Kim is bullshitting like... Mr. Mr. Park saying, oh, well, uh, I gave, I passed up a job with this really nice company, this really professional company to take this job with you. And, and Mr. Park's like, oh, wow, I won't forget that. Right. So like, even Mr. Park's pretty gullible. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Cause they, they printed up a, a good looking business card. Yeah. I'll, Cause I remember when I was first watched, I was like, is that bone? 
That's <laughs> <laughs> just what I always think this when I see a book. This is Eggshell. one of them? Did you see... Uh, sorry, little side note. Did you see that video that came out a few years ago where they did that scene from American Psycho except they were exchanging Pokemon cards? Yes, yes. Uh, I think okay. you sent it to me or tagged me in okay, or somewhere or something, have. yes. That was great. Now, this at one point during this scene, you know, see, Mr. Kim is... Um, or Mrs. Kim says that her daughter would make a great con artist. I'm like, if she's not a con artist already, what the hell is she? <laughs> but now the whole Kim family is working at the household, the Park household. The Song, being the little weirdo that he is, walks through and he starts smelling Mr. Kim and then smelling Mrs. Kim and he says they all smell the same. Right. And 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 even even his parents are like, "What are you talking about? Go away!" But then Mr. Kim is like, "Okay, now we have to start using different kinds yeah, of so laundry detergent." This part confused me because when she takes this job, is it not a live-in housekeeper, or does that housekeeper go home every night? Because I thought they were a live-in housekeeper. I think she lives in occasionally, and then I mean, yeah, because because you do see her back at her house. They're back at the house talking about the laundry detergent and using different soap. And Jessica makes the point. She's like, we can't clean this off. This is that semi-basement smell. Yeah. That's what she says. But I was wondering. Also, I didn't notice this because I don't know over there. But uh-huh. in this scene, they're drinking more expensive beer than in the first scene. They're oh, drinking yeah. cheap beer. Yeah, yeah. They're going They're going up in the world. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> the drunk man's outside again. Yeah, the drunk guy's outside again. And, it, but, but, oh, Mr. Mr. Kim had a line here. Okay said that they all have good jobs. He says they live in an age when a security guard job attracts 500 university students. Whew. I cannot imagine that. I mean, I was a security guard once and I was making like eight bucks an hour. Oh my goodness. Okay. Was not worth it. But yeah, the drunk guy from earlier is back. And this time, Kiwu takes the big, or I'm sorry, Kevin takes the big rock that men gave him outside. I'm like, what the hell are you going to do with that? Exactly. Uh, and, and that's what Mr. Kim says. But no, no, no. Mr. Kim gives him a water bottle instead. And there is a slow motion water slash pee mm. fight. <laughs> like this like this drunk guy's pissing on the sidewalk. Kevin throws water all over him. He turns around and just starts pissing Piss on, on Kevin. Him, yes. it's, it's an oddly, uh, I won't say beautiful <laughs> scene, but it, it's this, shot. This shot whole well. movie is like a dark comedy. Yeah, it in really a lot of is, ways. Because yes. it is dark, it is horrifying in some parts, but at the same time you're going, this is incredible. Yeah. All these people are terrible, but this is a good movie. <laughs> I, I know. I, yeah, it is. I guess that's a conflict we have with this movie, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> now, the Park family are getting ready for a camping trip and leaving Mrs. Kim in charge of the house. So... She's there, you know, obviously waving them off. Goodbye, enjoy yep. yourself. And then her family pff, moves Oops, right, right in. in. They're going to live there while And they're going to live there while the Park family's gone. They are drinking Voss water, and Kevin is reading DeHai's diary. Now he's planning to ask her out when she reaches university. I'm like, you've already kissed her. You've already like, kissed you, yeah. You're kind of past the, the asking out point. But, yeah, this, this well, scene. Well, I'm thinking that's probably what men did. Because, I mean, he literally says the exact same quote men says. I plan to ask her out once she gets to university. He's telling his family about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. Or, or maybe this is just him trying to steal men's narrative. And, I mean, they're going through the whole thing. He's like, don't worry, I'll ha- we'll hire actors to come in and play the family to play my parents. Because he can't introduce them as his parents. Right. Because the family already knows them as the driver and housekeeper. Right, and Mr. Kim's like, oh, this would be amazing if this was my 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 son's house one day or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Um. 
and and they're just they're they're enjoying themselves which honestly i would be too if i got to stay in this house for any length of time you know jessica is in the bath watching tv and and yeah it shows that and because kevin actually even makes the point you're you seem like the only one that just fit in yeah because she seems to just slide right into the role yeah yeah she does so this so this whole scene is just them going on about how nice it would be if this was really their lives and and up until this point, the film doesn't make the Park family especially terrible. They they're just they seem like nice people. You know, the mom's a ditz, the dad's kind of disconnected, but they seem like nice people. Right. And the father says something about that. You know, the, the Park family they're nice people, but the mom's but but Mrs. M- but, uh, Mrs. Kim says they're only nice because they have money. Right. Now the doorbell rings, and it's it's pouring rain outside too. By the way, the doorbell rings, and it's. Moon Wong, the old housekeeper. Mm-hmm. She says she forgot something under the kitchen in the basement. I'm like, what the hell? Really? What did you forget? And she seems really agitated about something, like yeah. really upset. So the, the Kim family's not sure what to do. They let her in and like... The rest they, of the family's hiding. Yeah, the rest House of the family's Kim. hiding. Mrs. Kim lets her in and asks what she left behind. And, and she says, you want to come down with me? And then goes down the stairs without even turning the light on. Because yeah, the, the kitchen goes down into the basement. She's down there for a while, and, and Mrs. Kim is just kind of sitting up there in the kitchen and not knowing what's going on and and looking looking around the corner to see her husband sitting there going, like, what's going on? You know, yeah. He's got his hands up, like, what's going on? So she goes down there to see, and my, my first reaction to this scene, I was like, what the hell? Are we hey, watching I mean, The Exorcist that's now? That's what I was wondering, too. This looks strange, <laughs> because, yes. Because Moon Wong is trying to move a pantry, and she is like, suspended she is like got her feet on one wall she is up in the air with with her hands on on the on the side of the pantry trying to move this giant wooden pantry right and and she asks mrs kim for help while she's still up there mrs kim sees that the that the pantry's like caught on some kind of a a grill cover or something and she just pulls it out and then then it moves and she just falls wham face first face first and oh i felt that one but then she goes. There, then there's, there's a metal door. <laughs> yeah. There's a metal door behind the pantry, and she goes running down there, yelling, "Honey, I'm here. I'm, I'm here, honey." And I'm okay. And now I'm like, "All right, what is going on?" Yeah. So this is where that eating for two people came into play. There, this house has an underground bunker that she said, you know, a lot of rich people had. Yeah, and know, don't, to, don't know that it's there, or at least yeah. this family don't yeah, know. Apparently, it's there. the Park family doesn't know that it's there. And there's a guy living down there. This is Moon Guang's husband. Been there did, for over four years. For four years, he's hiding from debt collectors. Living in this base. There are no windows down here. No. It is a, it is a, it's like a prison cell. It looks like, it looks like a setting for a Saw movie. Because all it is is just dark, concrete right. hallways and, and, and uh, fluorescent lights. So this guy had a failed business, too. And like he, you said. He was in that cake shop. Oh, was he? He brings up the cake shop, and I'm like, oh, so that's the one, mister. It has to be the same one. He brings up a cake. That's why I said it plays in. Huh. He brings up the cake shop, just like Mr. Kim was talking about. I'm going to have to sit down and watch this movie again <clears throat> without taking notes this yes, time and just you pay abso- attention to you, everything. You absolutely do. Now, Mrs. Kim is threatening to call the police. Oh, and, and, and I forgot to mention that um, the housekeeper, Moon Wong, she cut the lines for the security cameras are outside before she came in. Like, you actually got a shot of the security camera with the wires cut. Right, okay. Like, because she's got the, the little, like, they look like garden shears or something in her hand. Um, 
So Miss Th- Mrs. Kim threatens to call the police, but just then the rest of her family who have who have followed them down and they're like in the hallway or in the stairwell come crashing down when when Jessica slips. Now the housekeeper, what does she do? She immediately gets out her phone and starts recording. And Kevin calls Mr. Kim dad. I was on say, the yeah, video. one of them, yeah, one of them slipped. And he yeah. and and he and Mr. Kim's like, don't call me dad. Yeah. So now. She's like, oh, so you're all a family. You're all family. That's wonderful, I guess. Because she, because now I love this because she is holding out her phone like it's a gun. She's like, stay back. I'll, she's like, I'll press the send button. I will send this to Mr. and Mrs. Kim. <laughs> yep. And then like her husband comes upstairs. I guess this is maybe the first time in four years he's been up. Well, not the first time he's been upstairs, but maybe the first time he's seen daylight in four years. Well, it's not daylight. It's not daylight. Time. It's nighttime. But yeah, no, because she would leave that handle so that he could come up. At nighttime. Okay, that's right. There was there was like a crank, crank handle, handle. That, that, yeah. that you could take away from the That's door. why he couldn't get out because the pantry was stuck on. I thought it was a plate, but whatever, grill cover, whatever it was. It was. Some, it was some kind of a grill, like, uh, just uh, over there they have different kinds of grills than we do. It was, it was some kind of a grill okay. piece. It might have been a cover. Now, they are now, now Mr. Uh, Moon uh, Gwong and her husband. I did not get her husband's name. I didn't either. But they're enjoying the upstairs. He is holding her phone, and the Kim family is sitting in the corner with their hands up like they're hostages. Yep. And he says this phone is like a North Korean missile launch button, <laughs> which I thought was great. While they're enjoying themselves, the and like she she Miss or Moon Gwong starts giving this like she's like impersonating I guess Kim Jong. Um, Either Un or U. I think it's I think it's Kim Jong E. I think I'm okay. not 100 sure. Um, starts imitating him, and they're enjoying themselves. They're having a great time. But then the Kim family tackles them and tries to take the phone. So you got four on two trying to take this phone. But Moon Gwong grabs a bottle and first hits Kevin over the head with it, then hits Jessica over the head, which with just it. makes her angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she gets up and runs to the kitchen. Yeah, she runs to the kitchen to grab the bag of peaches, comes back and dumps them all over Moon Gwong. And, and like, we've already seen one of them what in her a mouth. tiny bit of peach fuzz can yeah, do. Yeah, so to now her. she's actually got one in her mouth. <laughs> then the house phone starts ringing, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, yeah. what now?" Yeah. Guess what? Due to the rain, camping has been canceled. Mrs. Park is on the phone. Of course, Mrs. Kim answers the phone, and Mrs. Park says. Do you know how to make Ramdan? Ramdan, yes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we got to cancel. It's and it's uh, it's Da Song's favorite meal. And she's like, we're eight minutes away. Yeah, we're eight Go minutes ahead away. and get the if water If you start boiling. now, the water will be boiling by the time we get there. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, what is Ramdan? Do you know? Well, I think. Uh, well, yeah, and I, and I love that part. Whenever Miss Miss Kim yeah, hangs yeah. up the phone and just looks and goes, "What the hell's Ramdan?" <laughs> well, there's ramen and there's udon. And uh-huh. I and she she I think she actually has a package of ramen and a package of udon. They're both noodle based meals, but ramen is very thin and udon is a lot bigger. Oh, okay. So, so they I mix guess it. it's, I guess it's just a mixture of that. Because when they when she ends up making it, mixes it, I'm like, I don't like the noodle based stuff anyway. So uh-huh. I looked at, I was like, ugh, that does not look appetizing to me. I there was there was a uh, an udon restaurant down the street from my apartment when I lived in Japan, and I love that place. There's a, there's a restaurant. There's a couple restaurants here. That are authentic Japanese ramen and udon, and oh god, I I'm, I'm glad there's not one close to my house because I'd be going there all the time. <laughs> then I got to drive like halfway across town to get to them. So um, now Kevin and Jessica are trying to clean up. Mister Kim is dragging Moon Wong's husband downstairs, tying him up with wire, 
And Kevin is now dragging Moon Wong. She's like, she. I thought she'd be dead by this point. You know, we saw what what Peaches did to her. Right. Um. But she's got her she, hands tied. She's got her hands tied, and then then and then he like. Kevin leaves her down there for her dad for his dad to finish up. He runs back upstairs and takes the song's diary and puts it in the in the box beside her bed, and then he slides under the bed just as just as the this, the the family is getting home while this is happening. Yes. This is insane. Um, because he slides under because he slides under the bed. The, the and high she, comes in and plops down on yeah. the bed. Now she's got headphones on, so yeah. she can't hear anything. Yeah. Um, Jessica is hiding under the coffee table, and. Um, Kevin is hiding under Dehai's bed. So Moon Wong gets loose and tries to run back upstairs. And oh man, the 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 timing of this yes. was, like I said, darkly hilarious. Because she almost she is up almost up to the kitchen and Mrs. Kim is right there and she just with her foot just kind of goes clunk like just like she's like like, like, like a like, donkey kick. Like, like a, a donkey kick. Yeah. Like like you're closing the refrigerator door with your foot. Yep. You know, it's like and she goes rolling back down smacks her head into a cement wall a and you hear it, it's, and it's, it is the most ass clenching thud i think i've ever heard yeah. in a movie it's when it's i heard so, that i was just like oh my god yeah because when she kicks you you're wanting to laugh and then it's doom and i'm yeah. like oh i don't feel like laughing now <laughs> okay and this right as miss park is entering this area right yeah. in front of her yeah everybody now the whole family's back and now oh, this is this is just crazy. Mr. Kim returns Moon Wong to the sub basement, and Mr. Moon uh, Mr. Moon I guess her her husband, he is looking at these pictures of Mr. Park because he's he's I don't know he we don't know what he does for a living. He know we know it's something with tech because when we saw him earlier, they were like looking at VR headsets and right. stuff. But he is like looking at all these pictures. He has these pictures of Mr. Park taped to the wall in his little cell and he's like singing this little song about thank you mr park you are my provider you you know and he's like turning these lights on and, right. and you see mr park these lights turning on as he's walking up so he must think oh that's a pretty cool feature these motion sensor lights but no there's someone turning the lights on right with, yeah. yeah that's just so crazy and he and he uses the lights to send morse code messages to the park family but specifically the specific, song. Well, well, to, uh, yeah, specifically the song because he's the only one who knows, um, who I guess knows Morse code. Every, you know, Mrs. Scouts. Park sees the light and think, oh, it must be a bad sensor yeah. or something like yeah. that. So uh, this now now is what we find out about the the incident that happened to the song yes. when he was in first grade. Now he it was it was, it was his birthday. They had bought this really nice cake, and it, it was the middle of the night, and he goes back downstairs, six years old to eat more of his cake. And that's when he sees, and this was the most chilling thing I think we saw in this yes, movie. Yes, it is. If I had seen that when I was a kid, I would, I would have had a seizure too. <laughs> <laughs> but you see Miss, uh, Moon Gwang's husband slowly, first you see just the top of his head, and then he stops just right. as his eyes kind of crest <laughs> the floor, and his eyes are just wide open. So it's just this black doorway and eyes is all you see. And it's like, that was creepy. That was genuinely creepy. And there is a single image of that out there, so that may be one I used to promote this with. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I don't know. You don't want to spoil it in case of... Well, I mean, you, don't you, you shouldn't be listening to this if you haven't seen it anyway. I so. mean, if you guys listen to us, you know that we, we spoil everything. Yeah, we, so. we talk about these movies in depth. So if, you, if, if we spoil it, 
If, if this movie gets spoiled, it's your own fault for listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now Mr. Kim is talking to Moon Wong's husband. The poor guy's been living down there so long, he doesn't want to leave. He's like, I feel like I was born down here. So, Mr. Kim gags Moon Wong and her husband, and by some miracle, she is not dead. She's still alive. Now... Kevin is still under Dehai's bed, and her, one of her little dogs is just kind of staring at him under the bed, and he's like trying to shoo it yeah. away. It's like go away, go away. But then you know Dehai just grabs the dog and leaves, leaves the room, giving him a chance to get out. Yeah, and she's mad because she's like, I didn't know you were making wrong dog. Yeah, because it yeah. turned out it was supposed to be for Desong. He didn't want it, so yeah. Miss Park ended up. Being yeah, so Miss Park ended up. Being, she's like, you didn't save me any of it. So Mr. Kim takes the handle from the door from the sub-basement and closes Moon Wong and her husband in there. The Kim family is trying to leave but getting stopped at every turn. This is almost like something from a Three Stooges episode. Because like every time they think they're about to, oh no shit, someone's coming, we gotta go back this way. So now, everyone except um, the mother, Mrs. Kim, is under the coffee table. Right. Like, like Dasong has decided he wants to sleep outside right. in a teepee tonight. Even though it's pouring rain. Yes. So Mr. and Mrs. Park decide they're just going to sleep there on the couch. So in case he needs it. And then and they have walkie-talkies. Yeah, they, they got little walkie-talkies. Yeah, they had walkie-talkies earlier that Mr. Mr. Park and Song would use. So the Kim family <laughs> is laying there under the coffee table. And Mr. and Mrs. Park are going to sleep in the living room to watch over DeSong while Mr. Kim, yeah, while they're hiding on the coffee table, Mr. Park says he smells Mr. Kim. And Mrs. Park is like, what? What's a, that's a weird thing to say. And he says he smells like an old radish. <laughs> like people who ride the subway have a special smell. And that's when Mrs. Park is just like, oh, well, I haven't read the subway and I don't know. I haven't ridden the subway and I don't know how long. I don't know when the last time that was. So these people basically are so rich. That's why I said that before you yeah, had seen this scene. Before I'd realized. seen the whole thing. Because at first I was like, yeah, for rich people, they're not so bad. But then, you know, because like in Joker, they went out of their way to make Thomas Wayne and anyone who was rich as despicable as possible. Yes. Um, yes. They they Here they kind of make... They're, they're not. Likeable. They're still not despicable. They're, yeah, they're not despicable, but they're still pretty stuck up. Yeah, because I mean, they can... They smell poor. I mean, they can smell the poor on people, basically. I mean, he says it smells like people who ride the subway. Right. Which I guess means you're poor. Yeah. And and we get a very awkward moment where Mr. Park starts feeling up Mrs. Park, and, and she returns the favor. And it's so weird because he's like, do you still have those panties? Yeah, he, yeah, he was wanting the he was wanting the cheap panties that they found in, yeah. in his car. He's like, if you put those on, it made me so hard. And I'm like, what? Is she gonna get turned on by that? Because if I ever said something like that to my wife, remember those panties I found? You want to wear? It? My wife would well, one, it'd be an instant turn off, <laughs> and then she'd probably smack the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a hard time believing that. <laughs> I mean, but now finally, the parks are asleep. And the Kims are going to sneak out. But as Mr. Kim is sneaking away, the song calls his dad on the walkie-talkie yeah. saying, it's an emergency. Emergency, emergency. And his dad's like, what is it? He's like, I can't sleep. That's, that was it. That was his emergency. And he's like, what, halfway? No, he's halfway across the floor maybe at this point? Yeah, Look, it's still yeah. Dark. Mr. yeah. Mr. Kim is Mr. like Kim. sliding himself <laughs> across the floor. 
So the Kim family manages to escape and head back to their house in the pouring rain. rain. Now this whole scene was like just so, because like almost every scene, every part of this scene, they are going down something, going downstairs, going down the street. Everything is going down from where they are. Just like visual reminder of the world that they live in. You know, where they were is not their world. They have to go down to get back to their world. And at this point, Kevin asks his dad, what's the plan? Because they're like, what are we going to do about Moon Wong and her husband? Like, what's the plan? And Mr. Kim says he has his own plan and tells them not to worry. Now they get home and their apartment is flooded with sewer water. Yeah, I guess if you lived like basically below below sea level or below. Yeah, because like they lived in like the bottom of this hill in this neighborhood. Right. So, yeah, all this water is just shooting up out of their toilet yeah that was that so was nasty. so gross yes. now and and um <laughs> jessica and, climbs up sits on it and starts to smoke yeah yeah to she, keep she, it from she, just spewing more i guess sits yeah. on, I, I mean that's why i took it and like through the scene water keeps rising at first it's like waist high and then it's chest high and by the end of it it's neck high yes and mr kim has like found the only few things he wanted he could save uh, we, we forgot to mention earlier, but his wife had a had a medal of some kind for shot put. Was it was it a hammer throw? Not shot put. Okay, that's why they were doing that out in the yard. Yeah, there. at one point they were doing that out in the yard, and I thought what was, what was so funny was because when she lets it go, they're all like, "Yay!" But then you hear like a car alarm going off later. <laughs> she just threw this freaking heavy. I was wondering thing. I, I was wondering because I'm like, how big is this yard? Where's that thing going? Yeah, yeah. And then Kevin grabs that landscape stone. Yeah, the, the rock that was supposed to bring material wealth. Now, the song is in his little teepee, and he is watching the light in the house that, that Moon Wong's husband has, was using for Morse code. And, and the poor guy is standing there, hitting his head against this light switch to the point where he is bleeding. Yep. Now, yeah, the water in Mr. Kim's apartment is up to his neck, and he has a small box of possessions. That is it. All of the people whose houses have been flooded are now sleeping in a gymnasium. And Kevin asks his dad what the plan is. And Mr. Kim says this, this line. I'll oh, say this is the one that hits you hard, this right? Is, this, this line hits hard. It really does. Mr. Kim says, the only plan that never fails is no plan. <laughs> he says, if you make a plan, life never works out that way. That's why... People shouldn't make plans. Whether you murder someone or betray your country, it doesn't matter. I was like, ouch, I felt that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a more darker version of the best laid plans of mice and men. Now, Kevin is apologizing for everything. He's hugging that big stone. He says says the stone keeps clinging to him. Now, the next day at the Park household, everything is bright and sunny. The song is asleep in his teepee, and Mr. Mrs. Park calls uh, Jessica and asks if she's free this afternoon. Now, they're still in this in this gymnasium with all these people. And uh, apparently Mrs. Park wants to throw a surprise party for DeSong. Yep. So the contrast of seeing these two living situations is kind of sickening. I'll yeah. give you that. Yeah. Mrs. Park has a walk-in closet that is probably bigger than the Kim family's entire apartment. It probably is. Mrs. Park tells Mrs. Kim to get the outdoor tables out of the basement. And Mrs. Kim is like, the basement? Do I have to, do I have to go down there? <laughs> so Mrs. Mr. Kim is now helping Mrs. Park with the grocery shopping. And you can tell he's just so 
pissed because this woman is going on. She's like grabbing all these bottles of wine and putting it in yeah. the box he's carrying and just going on. She's talking on the phone like, oh, yes, you can come. No, you don't have to bring a gift. Yeah, this is a different side of Miss Park that we hadn't seen the whole movie. Yeah, she's actually organizing something yeah. for once. But, but you can still see that she is completely oblivious right. to right. Mr. Park's or Mr. Kim's uh, current attitude. You can tell he is pissed. And I think I would be too. You know, if I had just had my house flooded with shit and was now being a personal uh, servant to these yes. people again. I'm, I, I mean, not a servant because he's getting paid, but I would be kind of upset too, I think. Yeah. Now. You get the shot of them in the car. Yeah. And then, and then, and oh, this was so bad. I wanted to punch Mrs. Park because she like actually puts her finger to her nose like they used to do in the old cartoons and like to, to block the smell and puts, of Mr. And puts Kim. the window down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, she puts the window so down So she has bit. smelled Mr. Kim. Yeah. Now, at the party, Kevin and DeHai are making out upstairs. Yes. And he asks DeHai if he fits into this setting of all these rich people. And she doesn't answer him. She doesn't answer him. He takes the rock out of his bag and he says he needs to go down there. Because they're like up on the second story of the house looking down on the the garden party. Right. And she's like, go down where? Now... Mr. Kim and Mr. Parker in the bushes outside. They're dressed as Indians preparing for some kind of skit that they're going to do for the party. They're going to let... Jessica's going to carry out a cake. Yeah, and they're going to jump out and pretend to attack attack. her. And then, yeah, they're going to let the song... Protect her. I, I, I protect guess. her. Yeah, protect her. Save the day. And and you and he notices Mr. Kim's attitude. Yeah. Because he's like, look, we're paying you extra for this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So he he notices the attitude he's got about it. Yeah. He yeah he tells him he's paying extra. It's part of his work. Yeah. Now Mrs. Kim and Jessica are talking about going down to the basement to see how the prisoners are, and Mrs. Kim tells her to take them some food. They want to talk it out. Like they want to try and try and make it a peace offering, but they get intercepted by Mrs. Park. And now Kevin is going downstairs with his big rock. He is sneaking downstairs, trying to at least, but then he drops the rock. (laughs) So of course it's going clack, 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 clack down these cement stairs. Now he goes to, he sees Moon Wong. Because we, we, you know, earlier she, she, after she'd been tied up, she told her husband something about, I think I have oh, a concussion. concussion. Yeah. And he told her the name of Mrs. Kim, Chung Suk, Chung Suk, I think is her name. And it's like, remember that name, Chung Suk. So he goes, so, so when Kevin sees her, he goes to check on her, but then gets strangled by her husband. And this was such a crazy shot because you see him, he's like standing there and then you see this like halo of wire or something kind of come up behind him slow motion not even fast and just wrap around his 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 arm but then it cuts to fast because the husband takes off running down the hall dragging him down with it and whatever's on the end of this it can like stick into a wall because he slams it into a wall to hold him there yeah it was like it was like a metal like rod or something he put between two pipes and then turned so it wouldn't come loose right and i was what did did kevin have did Kevin have the kitchen knife or did someone else have it? Cause I think someone picked up a kitchen knife when they were coming down here. Or I, th- I thought he got that when he went back up. Oh there. yeah. You might be right. I think he gets that when he goes upstairs. Okay. Cause he was <laughs> obviously this guy was not happy. He's trying to yeah, in kill fact, I Kevin. have it. He grabs it on the way outside. Okay. I have it right there. Okay. Cause he's got to go upstairs and use the stone first. Right. Well, Oh my gosh, this was so hard to watch. Cause Kevin, 
manages to get loose, but the, the wire is still around his neck. He goes running upstairs, but then it gets caught and he falls. And then the guy just w- walks up the stairs behind him with that huge ass rock and just drops it. And like, you don't see it, but you hear it. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's the end of Kevin. <laughs> because it, and it shows an overhead shot and there's a pool of blood. Yeah, under a pool his of head. blood there, so, yeah. right there next to where he is. And then, yeah, it grabs a knife on the way outside. Oh, okay, yeah. So, but then he dro- but then he drops the rock on him a second time. He picks it up and yeah, drops it again. that's what got me was that second one. Because that second one is where there's like no sounds with it except that. It's a dunk, yeah. And you just kind of see him shake. Real yeah, like he, 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 he flinches. Yeah. So yeah, he goes. Yeah, Mister Moonguang drops drops the rock, goes upstairs, grabs a kitchen knife on the way. He walks out into the garden party. And keep in mind, he's been he banged his head earlier, so he's got blood what? all over his face. All over his face, yes. And and you know, I saw something, and I need to go back and compare the two. But someone said, I don't even remember where I read this, but they they think that the way he looks in this picture kind of resembles that self-portrait the song did earlier that's in the movie. That's what I thought. Okay. That's what I thought. That self-portrait was the was the ghost that the quote-unquote ghost that he saw. Right. Which was which was this guy. Um So yeah, he sees Jessica. She's got the cake. He just runs up and stabs her. And then Jessica smashes the cake in his face while she's got a freaking knife in her chest. Yeah. So Mr. Kim or Mrs. Kim actually, oh, well, on the first, the song sees this guy, sees the same ghost he saw. Right. And then just passes out, has another seizure. Mrs. Kim starts at this guy with a tomahawk. So they're fighting each other. People are running and screaming. And Mr. Par- Mr. Kim is trying to stop the bleeding on Jessica. And he sees, he sees Dahai carrying Kevin, Kevin on her back. On her back. So she's a strong little one. And, and Mr. Park is yelling at him, "You come help me. We got to get the song yeah, out of here." Yeah, he's like, "Get yeah." He's like, "Go get the car. Give me the keys. Please. We need to get him to an ambulance." While this guy, while Mr. Kim is is holding, is trying to keep his daughter from bleeding. Like to even death. if you don't know it's his daughter, you see this woman that's been stabbed. Uh huh. And he's trying to help her, and you're yeah. still like, "No, no, no. She's not important. She's done at this point." Right. Like he doesn't know it's his daughter, but it shouldn't matter that yeah. it was his daughter. Yeah, it should, it should it, still be the fact that he's helping this woman. Uh huh. <laughs> so now, <clears throat> Mr. Kim throws the keys to him, but Mrs. Kim and and Moon Wong's husband get in the way. So like, while the keys are in midair, they kind of like intercept it and knock him out of the way. So. Mrs. Kim and Moon Wong's husband are fighting. She finishes him off with a skewer from the barbecue. Like, it's still got sausages and shrimp and stuff on it. And she just rams him in the side with this thing. Yeah. Now, Mr. Kim is... Or Mr. Park wants his keys. He rolls the guy over to get... But then he... he, I felt like this was kind of bullshit. He, He... rolls the guy over but then makes this exaggerated... Oh, like... Oh, boy, the smell. I can't stand it. The smell... And then he gets the keys and is starting to walk off. But then Mr. Kim. That made Mr. Kim that angry. Mis- that made him, him really that, yeah. angry. So Mr. Kim grabs the kitchen knife that, that Moon Wong's husband had and just stabs Mr. Park in the chest with it. So now Mrs. Park has fainted again. Or she's fainted with the high. Or the right. song, sorry. Song, yes. And Mr. Kim just gets up and walks away. Just He's not running. He just walks away. So now we get a, it, the screen just goes black. Right. So you're like, what the hell's happening now? What's going to happen now? And you get a you get a picture or viewpoint from Kevin, who is waking up in the hospital, 
with a with a bandaged head. Yes. And there's a there's a doctor and there's a detective. Right. The guy's giving him his Miranda rights, basically. He's getting he's giving his Miranda rights and he just can't stop laughing. Yeah, all all Kevin can do is laugh. And he's narrating this too. Like when they when when a cop was telling me I was under arrest, all I could do was laugh. Yeah. It, even while he and his mother are on trial and they get probation, all he can do is laugh. Yeah, they got charged. All they got charged with trespassing and forgery, and yeah, they only got the probation. We find out Jessica did not make Jessica it. Jessica did not make it because they're visiting Jessica's memorial. Because you know, if it's like it is in Japan, there's no land for big cemeteries like we've got here, so they have to cremate pretty much everybody. Um, and but still, all he can do is laugh. All he can do is smile. And when he watched the news reports, he didn't laugh because they're back there in their little apartment. Mr. Mm-hmm. Kim is still at large, but eventually all the news stopped. Now it's snowing outside. Kevin is climbing up the side of this hill. He's got a pair of binoculars and he's looking at the house that he could, that he was staying, that, that they were working in the, yeah, the, park, the park family's house. house. Yes. Cause they've moved out. They, yeah, the part family's gone. Some, some family from, I think, did you say Germany or? They did say Germany. They said that the realtor basically duped him into buying that house. Yeah, cause, cause like, <laughs> I, I know, I know in there. Japan, it is really hard to sell a house where someone died. Okay. Period. So especially if someone was murdered, like this grisly thing that happened yeah. there, it'd be really hard to sell a house. Yeah. Cause so, they yeah. Said, yeah, they said they, they German family just moved to Korea. Yeah. So that's why they were even able to sell it at all. But he's looking at the house and he can see the light that is flickering and he is writing down the message that it is leaving. So his dad And managed, he's sending out this message every night. Every night he's sending out this message. Did you write down what his message was? I did not write. That was a long message. It was a very yeah, was long, a long message. message. But he's, I know he says if I send this out every night, you'll see this. And, and it kind of it shows him what he did. Instead of running down the street, he actually snuck back into the into house. The house. Went into back the into basement. that pa- panic room. Into the, yeah, back into yeah. the panic room. That's right. And he put the handle on the latch. Right. So that he could crank it out and get himself out. And he said this new family moved in. They work a lot. The kids are in school. But the housekeeper's there all the time. So uh-huh. he has to be very sneaky when he comes out. I know that was in part of the letter. Yeah. Yeah. So. But he. And he did actually. I like this because he did actually go and bury Moon Wong in the yeah, garden. He, he, he did, did say he gave that. her a. He heard he a gave tree. her a proper send off. Yeah, he said, "I heard a tree burial is very nice, or something like that." <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so Kevin is writing back. He has made a plan. He says he has a plan to make a lot of money. He's gonna buy that house, and you see him like dressed really nice in this really nice suit, talking to the realtor. And the realtor is like, "Oh, we don't show this house to just anybody." Right. You know, trying to make it really exclusive, and it shows him and his mom coming in, and their their boxes being everywhere. And he's like, "So when I buy this house, you'll be able to come back upstairs." And it shows his dad coming upstairs and seeing sunlight for the first time in God knows how long. But then. It cuts back to him. And it's just him writing the message. He's just writing the message. This is all a plan, a dream. And you got to think as long as this family's been poor that I don't think that worked out for him. I mean, I don't know. You don't know. It leaves that up for debate. Yeah. And that's, that's a pretty, pretty heartbreaking ending. Yeah. I'll say. Now, having seen this film, where do you think it would be on your top five? Of 2019. I have a hard time doing my top five now. I need to, <laughs> I, I really need to rewatch Joker uh-huh. really bad because in my mind it has slipped. It has? Out of the five, out of the top five at this point. Really? Below Midsommar, 
I, I have this pretty high. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed it the second time. Uh-huh. So I think you'll enjoy it more the second time. I probably not will. taking notes and everything. Yeah, not taking notes and just watching the movie. I might so, do yeah. that tonight. Yeah, so uh, I definitely have this in the top three. Wow. I still don't put it above Hollywood. I love I, I love that movie too much, but yeah, I have this pretty high, so I was not mad that it won. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't mad that it won either because I wasn't expecting Joker to win. Right. This is not like, what was it, 2018, <clears throat> I think, when... Uh, when I wanted three billboards to oh, win right. okay. and Shape of Water. they gave it to Shape of Water, I was pissed when Shape of Water won. I'm sorry. I still don't like that that movie won. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think this movie would definitely be in my top five. I don't know if it's dethroned Joker. It has probably pushed maybe 1917 out. I'll have to go back and revisit, you know, the ones I've seen. Right. And... Cause I was like, see, my number one was Joker. Number two was Hollywood. Number three was Jojo Rabbit. I think. Or yeah, I think it? I think it was. And then number four was Ford v Ferrari. Ford v Ferrari. And number five was Midsommar. Midsommar. So I know you said Midsommar's out. I'm pretty sure Ford's out. Yeah, Ford v Ferrari's probably out. I think Jojo Rabbit's probably out. Still, yeah, still we've, high. Seen, we've seen a bunch of movies since doing that top five. Yeah, we have. We have. And I, mean, I wonder if we weren't doing this, would we have made it a point to watch as many of these movies as we can? That might be why we didn't see as many last year. Well, that and honestly, last year, a lot of the best picture contenders just did not true. did not interest me. Like the, a lot of the movies today or this year were really interesting to me. I really wanted to see them. Yeah, that's um, true, too. I think that, so. You've seen all of them except for Little Women, right? Little Women and Marriage Story. Oh yeah, Marriage Story. And I've seen all of them except Little Women and Ford v Ferrari. But I know that episode's coming. So that will be a coming episode, but not next week. No. What are we talking about next week? It's. I mean, it's only fitting we just finished like talking about the first ever foreign language film to win Best Picture. So what are we talking about next week, Josh? Well, we get one of my favorite days of any month. If we get a Friday the Thirteenth. I can't resist the time to go for horror, and it's right before St. Patrick's Day, and you've never seen Leprechaun, so you're going to see Leprechaun. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Warwick Davis and Jennifer Aniston. What a combination. What a combination. So me gold. (laughs) So look forward to that, because that wraps up this episode of Cinematic Blind Spots. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And whether you're in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next time.